Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Archie Deskus, Senior Vice President and CIO of Intel. It's a real pleasure to have her on the show. Welcome, Archie. Thanks, Allison. It's a pleasure joining you this afternoon. So, Archie, you recently joined Intel as CIO, and you've had a tremendous amount of experience in IT from across the industry. I bet you weren't expecting our 2020 to be such an interesting introduction to your new role at the company. It's certainly been a dynamic introduction into the company. I've been very fortunate to have an exciting career journey so far. Prior to this role, I was CIO of HPE. And prior to that, I've been CIO for several large organizations and multiple industries, ranging from technology, oil and gas, industrials, and aerospace. You know, all of these industries have been different. However, there are many similarities across them in the foundational capabilities that IT delivers and the opportunities and the challenges that they have. There are some differences in the way that IT is leveraged as a competitive advantage. And what I've learned through these experiences and as I'm transitioning into my role is that the most important aspect is a partnership with IT and the business units and functions are key to optimizing IT value in any organization. So as I've onboarded into Intel, you know, one of my goals is that together, you know, we work and we want to make the best decisions together as one Intel in all that we do, whether it's running the business, growing the business or innovating. Now, obviously, Intel has been shifting to work-from-home model during the time of your ramp. Tell me about how IT has responded to that, and what are the key technologies that are driving our global business operations? That's a great question. So when we started, you know, over the past couple of months, as the different state orders were announced, we had to react very quickly to be able to drive pretty much everybody to remote work. You know, the top of mind items that we focused on was, one, keeping our employees safe. And so we didn't want them to come into our offices, manufacturing locations, et cetera, unless they absolutely had to. And second was, you know, how do we continue to run our operations in a remote mode to support our customers? Intel was already on a pretty good journey in that we've been doing remote work and supporting mobile capabilities for many years. And so... We already have VPN capabilities that our workforce can come in through to access the network and all of the tools that we use internally as well as externally. Intel's VPN is automatically load balanced, and that meant that as we saw more users and if we didn't have enough capacity in one geography, we would bounce them over to another geography for that additional capacity. However, we quickly realized that this was going to need to support a much larger population than we had previously done at Intel, probably double the size than we had seen previously. So we basically got all of our required teams, you know, across audio, video engineering, data collaboration, security and privacy, network, server storage, operations, and virtualization to work together and accelerate our response. Our traditional approach, we would have added more capacity on-prem, and that would have required anywhere from two weeks to up to three months in some of the geographies that we deal in. So what we ended up doing is we moved some of the most bandwidth-intensive workloads, such as the audio and video conferencing, to the cloud. Now, this was a big step to do it in as short of a time frame as we did, but in some ways, it was an expansion of what we had already started 
because Intel IT already had a multi-cloud strategy to address our business needs while maintaining security. So this wasn't a whole new scenario or architecture for us. It was more about a scaling in a really short period of time. So with that, we doubled Intel's VPN capacity pretty much over a single weekend. Wow. Yeah, we continued to simultaneously accelerate the on-premise capabilities as well. So, you know, using this multi-cloud strategy approach, we quickly scaled up our use of as-a-service offering so that employees could easily access all the tools and capabilities. And also, we put in additional capabilities so that not all these tools would require VPN. So, for example, with Skype and some of the collaboration tools, we ended up also allowing them to not go through VPN. You know, I would also say during this time frame, it's not just about Intel's ability to shift all this work to being remote, but a lot of our partners, a lot of our cloud or as a service providers, we also had to work with them because they were scaling up significantly and had similar challenges of how do they double, triple their capacity in such a short period of time. And so I think the overall partner ecosystem and everybody working together, I think, has also helped tremendously to make sure that we had a real positive experience here at Intel. That's fantastic. And what a testament to the team to provide that resilience into IT operations. I'm sure that that was probably not on the top of your mind as you started the job. And my real question for you for this interview is what's next on CIO's mind? What's next in terms of technology opportunity once the compute landscape in our society gets back to what we were expecting at the beginning of this year? You know, Allison, I think the year has changed so dramatically that I think for many of us, this pandemic will force us to assess where we are in our own digital transformation journeys. And also, you know, this may provide a greater impetus for us to accelerate on the journeys that we're on. I think each IT organization, how they navigate beyond the pandemic is probably not going to be a one-size-fit-all approach for CIOs. I think as we're propelled into this, you know, the maturity levels for, you know, all the IT organizations across the board are different in terms of how they're able to support maybe what the new world's going to look like post the pandemic. You know, I think about, you know, there are a few areas, right? One is concentrate on what matters the most. So we went from talking a lot about big transformations and leveraging new technology out there to advance our businesses, create new business models, and how do we think about the future? And I think we've come back to some basics to say right now what matters most is our employees. We've got to make sure that they stay healthy and safe. That means we've got to make the technology work from home and from remote locations. I think second is really understanding our customers and what they're going through right now and what kind of needs they have in the immediate term and then obviously mid and longer term. Again, I think a lot of organizations have pivoted to working from home, but I think they've done it in a way that is still temporary. And if this prolonged and here to stay or the new norm is more remote work and work from home, I think all of us would need to do more to stabilize permanent infrastructure systems and processes to make sure that the performance and the quality, everything was there on a long-term basis. And I think from a customer perspective, you know, obviously we're focusing on what customers need immediately, but then also understand how their industry and their businesses are changing and the significance of this pandemic on their future. And how do we get in front of that to help them with whatever's next in their journey? And I think lastly, as we started the year, the economy was great. You know, most businesses were thinking about digital transformation in a big way and, you know, how do they enable their 
businesses, business models. And I think for some, it's going to be accelerated coming out of this. And for some, it may be a little bit of a slowdown until, you know, they fully recover. I think either way, it's going to create new challenges and opportunities for CIOs and for IT organizations that have not yet been fully defined. I think as we come out of this, I think we'll have a better idea in terms of what the lasting impacts are going to be and how we're all going to have to react. I think this pandemic may be the tipping point for demonstrating success and benefits for remote work at scale, and that will certainly have a huge impact. And then, you know, I would say that we're at the beginning stages of being introduced to, you know, new disruptive business models and technologies that have a real potential to reinvent the way that we work, the way that we live. And I think that's going to have big ramifications on our business. That's fantastic. Archie, thanks so much for spending the time with us today. I'm sure we've piqued a lot of people's interest in what the IT organization is doing at Intel. Where can folks find out more information about the best practices that Intel IT is driving? Anybody can go out to www.intel.com slash IT and be able to find our best practices as well as you know any papers and external communications that we've done. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. We'd love to have you back sometime. Allison, it's been great to have this conversation with you this afternoon, and I look forward to talking to you in the near future. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 